like you to open to Ephesians chapter 6 again. We're talking about the might that makes right. And on this Mother's Day, the weaker sex and the power encounter. I'm thankful that we're in this text on this day. I believe it's urgent for Christian mothers to begin to understand their position in a new way to meet the challenge that's before us. Paul closes this epistle with this marvelous uh, rehearsal of all that we have to make us strong. And so he leaves us with this challenge. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. I don't believe there's ever been a day where the urgency of that admonition needed to come home to Christians' hearts more than this day in which we live. I hope that you're alert enough to what's going on in your culture, in your world, to know that we're in the midst of a plague. And it is not just the plague of AIDS that I'm talking about, though that's part of it, but it's a plague of invasion of interest and emphasis upon the world of darkness, upon Satan, that is unlike anything I believe that's ever been in the history of humanity. In all of my years of study and preparation, and all that I've studied of Old Testament history, and uh, ancient history, medieval history, I do not think there has ever been a time in the history of the world when there has been such open allegiance and alignment with the devil and his kingdom by human beings as there is today. There have been other times when there have been great nations and people who have given loyalty to systems that we know and understand to have been satanic and uh, devilish. But today, there is an open worship and alignment with the devil and satanism. That's just utterly baffling. It's pervasiveness. Everything from the subtle promotion in business and education, in literature and entertainment of the New Age movement with its spiritistic approach to life and the uh, pervasive uh, bringing to our little children of the occult in the cartoons 
They watch on Saturday morning. And um, all of that that's in the toy market, that's of the realm of darkness. There's never been a day when parents ought to be more alert to what's going on, lest your children be harmed by it. Now, who's going to do something about it? And please don't think that it's something out there in New York City or San Francisco or Chicago. It's right here in Sioux City. A pastor called me and, and uh, shared with me a story of a young woman who had come to him. And he referred her on to me because he knew of my study and work in spiritual warfare. But this lady, he was able to lead to Christ. But the story that she told is enough to just send shivers up and down your spine of what's going on right in our city. Where those who are in charge of a very significant promotion of the drug scene here in our city. We're actually not only distributing, but producing the vilest kind of pornography. Our open Satanists. You've heard the rumors about the sacrifices of animal parts and even rumors of human sacrifices that have seeped in from some of the rural areas around us. And this lady told me with her own lips that these are the people who are behind that and involved in it. She got drawn into it without even knowing what it was, and they tried to keep it secret from her until they thought they had her hooked in, and then they began to share more with her. And she became frightened and ran, and she's fearing for her very life right here in Sioux City. It's not something that you can avoid to be passive about or evasive about. Who's going to make a difference in this thing? Certainly the world system is not. More and more it's being drawn into the actual promotion of it all. Who is going to make a difference? Well, just as God told Solomon way back in the Old Testament at the dedication of the temple, it's God's people who can make a difference. And it's God's people in the New Testament that Paul is reminding can make a difference. And it's so important for us to not just passively assume our victory in the Lord Jesus Christ, but to aggressively appreciate it and to lay hold upon it and to apply it. And I think that it's fitting today, on Mother's Day, that we're still in this text because even though there are those that refer to you who are of the feminine gender as the weaker sex, 
I believe that's a very unfortunate way to talk of you because you're anything but that. Morally and spiritually. And even though physically you may not have the physical prowess of a man, still there is a strength about your stamina and uh, your commitment uh, to the family and to the home that if you ever lose it, we're in bad shape indeed. And I stand before you as one who gives testimony that the prayers and the life of separation unto God of my wife and in a personal sense of myself in my mother's watch care. I know beyond any question that I would not be standing before you in the role of a pastor if it had not been for a mother who knew something about what it was to be strong in the Lord and how to lay hold of that strength, how to apply it, how to use it effectively in the lives of her sons and others that she was able to touch. And so I hope that somehow in this very singular hour of unusual explosive pervasive activity of darkness that we'll wake up to use our strength effectively. And one of the reasons that I've asked for the privilege of writing is I want to say something about that in print. One of the reasons that I have suggested to you uh, that Perhaps God is leading me to a change of ministry as I want to be available to say something about that if God opens wide the door in the culture in which we live. It's late. And the need is desperate. Why is it? What, what's behind it? I'd just like to turn your attention to a couple of scriptures before we move on this morning, turn to 1 Timothy chapter 4. Why is it this thing is happening? Why is it that it seems to be unleashed? I believe we have a strong hint right here in 1 Timothy 4. Notice verse 1. The Spirit. The Holy Spirit clearly says that in the latter times, the last days, just before the Lord Jesus Christ comes, the latter times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachers come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. How succinctly it's stated. It's part of the day in which we live. 
this pervasiveness. There's another passage that says something about it in Revelation chapter 12. Now, most of us feel that this scene that's depicted takes place during the tribulation time. But the thing that I want us to see is that it has to do with the end times, when Satan knows his days are getting shorter. Beginning with the with verse uh, 7, there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. The dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down. That ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth, and his angels with him. All of the demons are those angels that fell with Satan. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ for the accuser of our brothers. Them before our God day and night has been hurled down. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury, because he knows that his time is short. And that has application to what we're seeing happen. I'm not saying that this scene has already taken place and Satan's been hurled down and what we're seeing is because of that. But I do believe that he knows his time is short. And the warning to you and me is very real. It's a very, very dangerous thing to live where Satan begins to manifest his awful presence and power in a culture. And we're headed for something that could be cataclysmic just because of what's happening in this realm alone. But oh, it's a wonderful thing when you know Christ. And you know the resources of strength. And that's why we've come to this study again. I've just felt the constraint of God to help you try to understand a little better who you are in your union with Christ and what it means. There's never been a day when parents needed to be more alert to watching over their children than the hour in which you were living in this problem area. Not only should you watch over them by being careful what they watch in the cartoons and what games they play with and what monsters are their heroes and carefully 
teaching them and guiding them away from that. Showing them its, its danger. But in the place of prayer. Beginning to battle using the weapons of your warfare that are not on the human carnal fleshly area, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And mothers, on this Mother's Day, I would leave with you the challenge to be determined as a Christian woman and mother that you're going to be strong. You need it. The first question in our outline, who needs this power? If you're a Christian, you're there. You need it desperately as never before. What kind do I need? We started to deal with that. You need the power of your union with Christ that we dealt with. Be strong in the Lord, in your union with Him. Oh, it's such a marvelous study to study your New Testament to see how totally the Lord Jesus Christ has defeated the kingdom of darkness. In this first chapter of Colossians that we read this morning, what marvelous statements are made there concerning the victory we have. In the first chapter, he deals with the victory the Lord Jesus Christ has over darkness because of who he is. He's the creator. He's the sustainer of the universe. And I hope you, you picked up what he says there, beginning with verse 16. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones, and he's talking here about Satan's kingdom, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He's the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead. Jesus Christ is victor over the kingdom of darkness because of who he is. He's the creator. He's the sustainer. Satan and his kingdom, if it were not for the sovereign purpose of the Lord Jesus Christ to permit it to continue to exist, would blow apart. It couldn't even hold together for a moment if the sovereign, eternal Son of God removed his hand from its sustaining and people follow that kingdom which one day under the mighty authority of Christ will fall and Satan will be thrown in the lake of fire because of who Christ is. And that's why you have verse 13. For he rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. You see, your victory and your strength 
is because of who Jesus Christ is and what He has done. And that's something you are responsible to understand and responsible to use in the protection of your family and watching over them and even in battling against this invasion of our culture from darkness. In the second chapter, he, he goes deeper with it and he deals with the humanity of Christ. You see, Christ is victorious over Satan, not only as the divine Son of God, as the Creator, but He is victorious over Satan as a human being, as one of us. And it was in His humanity where His mighty victory was achieved in our behalf so that we could resist the enemy. That's why in the second chapter, you read that uh, he's the head over every power and authority in verse 10. And then in verse 15, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. What a tremendous text. What strength to clothe yourself with as a Christian. To walk in it in all of its fearless authority and power and surety. That he did that in bodily form so that he could pass it on to you and me. That we might protect our loved ones. Help those who are in trouble with darkness. And fight a good fight. And finish our course. I want to deal with that more in depth as we also look at what we're up against as it's taught in the Word and begin to know how to apply this great victory as those who are strong in the Lord. Let's pray. Precious Heavenly Father, how we thank you for the wonder of our Savior, who he is, the one who is the creator and sustainer of the universe, and the one who is the redeemer and the Savior of lost men and women who trust in him. And we're thankful that no matter the fact that our culture has been deceived to go whoring after false gods, that our authority and victory stand sure. Give us wisdom to use it. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.